Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is Patrick Honeywell, and this is Believe in Chef Special on the Believe Podcast Network. My special guest today, all the way from Mexico City, is international television personality and vegan chef Natalia Delgado. Chef Natalia has worked in the TV industry as a host and producer of a myriad of cooking shows. And you can catch her weekly on Televisa's popular morning program, Hoy, where she shares recipes and tips on creating delicious, healthy vegan foods. On today's podcast, Natalia discusses her decision to make the transition to Vegan Chef and her role in promoting a healthy, sustainable ecosystem. She also shares the story of her journey and rise in television, from her roots in Mexicali to the national TV stage in Mexico City. Chef Natalia Delgado, how are you today? I'm very good. How are you, Patrick? I am very good, and I'm super excited to have you here today. So thank you for coming on Believe in Chef Special. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited. This is my first podcast in English. So Oh my gosh, have, this is great. Have, have mercy on me. <laughs> if, no, if you if you switch to Spanish, I'm gonna have I'm gonna struggle. So let's do the best uh, we can. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so, awesome. So just to let everybody know how um I found you, I had a podcast earlier with a great chef, Chef Eddie Garza. Yes. You know Eddie, right? Of course. We love him, Eddie Garza. Oh, we send a lot of love for him. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. So I, I, I told him uh, we had a good podcast. Great one, I think. And I said, do you know Chef Natalia Delgado? Because I was looking um, at some of his friends on Instagram and he said, yeah, I know her. She's a really good friend and spoke highly of you. And I said, I'd love to interview Chef Natalia if that would work out. You, you were kind to, to say yes. And, and here we are. Chef Eddie did send you a virtual hug. Since he and, <laughs> a lot and of it, hug for him. <laughs> At an invitation next time when everything settled down a little bit with the uh, travel uh, to visit him in his Marina Ray home, he and his husband would like to host you there. So, oh, wow. Thank you. Of course. Yeah. Two I'm great chefs. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, he's a great, great human being. And of course, a great chef. And, yeah. and I, thank you for inviting me and having me today. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about your start. I mean, you're, you're international renowned TV personality chef. Um, and you do so many things, so many great things. How did you get started in cooking? And how, and then let's talk about your transition to plant-based foods and vegan versus plant-based. And you can explain that to us. Of course. Yeah. Well, I started um, cooking since I was a little kid. I was, I think, seven or, or eight years old. I started because, you know, in Mexico, moms are always in the kitchen, grandmothers, mothers. So I love my mother and my grandmother and I wanted to be with them all day long. So they are in the kitchen all day long. So mm -hmm. I started to learn and to do simple things like salsa, uh, flour tortillas, very, very young. <laughs> so I was good at it and they let me, you know, they, they didn't put me a, a limit. So one day I was like, can you let me do lunch for the whole family? And they go, of course, please do. <laughs> huh. So that's how I started to cook. Nice. That's awesome. So now, when did you begin your journey into uh, the vegan side of foods? Because you've been a chef for quite a while. And did you start out as just a savory chef? How did, how did that begin with you? Yeah, I started as a chef or cooking on okay. TV, actually. 
Mm. I was 21 years old. Um, I'm from Mexicali, from Baja. So one day I was at my house watching TV, TV shows, cooking shows. And I was like, hmm, I think I can do that. I think I can communicate my passion for food easily on TV. Um, so maybe I can ask for opportunity. So I went to my local TV station and I asked for it. I, I asked for an opportunity and I said, hey, you know what? I think I'm good cooking. Maybe I can do one simple recipe for you one day. And they're like, yeah, of course, but this is a live show. So if you messed it up, you won't come back. So that's Canal 66, like channel 66. And that's a region channel in the north part of Mexico. And they gave me my first opportunity there. And I cook there live for nine years. Imagine. So, Gosh. <laughs> yeah. And That's I wasn't amazing. A chef. And I wasn't a chef in, in that point. I was um, studying my career. I'm an um, international business um, major. So nothing to do with it, right? <laughs> <laughs> when I... I'm, finished my career and I learned that that was my passion to communicate um, my love for cooking. I'm like, I have to study this in a professional way. So I went to Barcelona in that uh, time, Spain was the best country to study because it was Ferradria. You remember mm -hmm. Ferradria? Mm -hmm. that, that golden years about wow. um, the molecular, molecular, um, cooking and I, I was like I have to go to the source mm. to the most modern cooking style in the world so I went to Barcelona and I studied um, to be a professional chef I went back to Mexicali and I had my own tv show my cooking show so that's how I became a professional chef so let me ask you that's interesting going to Spain to learn about molecular gastronomy i mean it's it's was very advanced at the time what a great way to to dig deep when you brought it back to mexico did you go back to kind of a the standard mexican fare that you were familiar with cooking but kicking it up a little bit tweaking it with some of the new, yeah. new things you learned yeah of course this influence about the spanish uh, cuisine you know every region of spain has different they want the same mexico same the states but yeah i think my technique got better. Now I really know how to do stuff from scratch. So I think I still uh, from to this day use all the techniques I learned in this great, great school that's called Hoffman in Barcelona. And they're very good um, because they're always trying to be on the top, you know, on the edge of the new cuisine. So now it's not molecular. Now we work, we're coming back to nat natural, Mm, not very processed foods. Ah, it's the best. So, you know, everything comes back to the, the source. Big time. Yeah, really great foods, which we'll get into some of your food in a bit. I've been looking at some of your food channels and you've got some amazing recipes. Oh, I want to ask you where they came from <laughs> or what motivated you. So when did you, when did you decide to uh, go into the plant-based or vegan? What, what hit you? What was the motivation? Well, um, my career, um, started to be more as successful in the way of the um, um like the public and the tv mm -hmm. so okay. they liked 
very much my TV show. And I'm like, hmm, maybe I can go national. Maybe I can go to Mexico City and ask for opportunities. You know, mm -hmm. it was very complicated. It's not easy to go into the TV world. It's not easy if you don't have contacts. So I sent my resume to all the TV stations. No one responded. No mm -hmm. one. No, my videos, you know, mm -mm, nothing. That surprises me because you're so you have such a great presentation. And, and uh, Eddie you. Garza had mentioned that. Yeah, you're amazing on, on oh, camera. Thank you. Thank you. But sometimes, you know, that's not enough. If you are good at your, at your job, it's not enough. You need some contact. You need to be uh, maybe some company to be like uh, responsible for your work and say, yeah, I know her. She has been working here nine years. So that's what's happened. My TV station from Mexicali make me this big, very, very big favor that I still very thankful for it mm. and they spoke in my name to this uh, tv station here in Mexico and they say hey this is my biggest you know um, element mm -hmm. and she wants to go national you have to give her an opportunity and that's how I I get into the national tv in Mexico Gosh, that's amazing and was it always live when you film these uh the tv always. yeah Gosh. I love live because when it is live, you cannot mess it up. You can't. So when no. it's, yeah, when it's taped, then you do mistakes because mm -hmm. your mindset is like, I can do it again. And then happen. Things happen. So yeah. I, I prefer live always. Got you. Got you. Wow. <laughs> and you're and I know that you're on uh, Saleh de El Sol is a, a big show that you do. I did. Okay. When did you start that? How many years? Three. Oh, wow. It's a great show, too. Yeah, it's a beautiful show, morning mm -hmm. show. And um, so I was working for this national uh, station. It, it was called uh, Cadena Tres. Mm -hmm. And then I was there like for almost five years, being the chef of the morning show every day, Monday to Friday. And then I was like, hmm, maybe it's time <laughs> to ask for my own TV show. You know, five years have passed. Maybe I have proof that I could be the title, have a title of the, Got you. for a show, a TV show, cooking mm -hmm. show, actually. Mm. So I asked for it, asked for it. And they were like, nah, we're, we think you're not ready. I'm like, you're, I'm not ready. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, we think you need more preparation. Mm. And I'm like, okay, I will do that. So I started to see where can I go to study and prepare myself more. So mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't, I don't speak French and I will, I think I will never, but maybe Italian, mm. right? So I love Italy, Italy, Mexico. We are like, oh my gosh. What a, yeah. What <laughs> so, a great marriage. <laughs> we would love to be uh, a little bit like Italy for the culture of wine, you know, and food. Mm. So I'm like, hmm, maybe I can go to Tuscany, to Tuscany and learn about wine and food, how to pair it. So I did there a master in mm. food and wine for almost, almost two years, less Gosh. than two years while I was there. And uh, I learned how to pair food and wine. It's very complicated. It's a very big world. 
I wouldn't imagine that wines are like so, so many types of, you know, grapes in the world. So it was, it was almost impossible to learn all the types of wines, but I have the idea of how do you have to pair an, um, um, food with a good wine. So that's when I did the transition to being a vegan, imagine. Okay. It wasn't fortunate for the school because I'm like, oh, you know what? I cannot eat uh, meat anymore. So my classes will have to be 100% um, veggies. So mm. they're like, yeah, cool, don't worry. Because there were almost um, a lot of Americans there in mm -hmm. the school. So because if you don't speak very good Italian, they put you in these classes of uh Americans okay. so they're like oh don't worry there are a lot of gluten-free here people people doesn't eat um fish doesn't eat poultry don't worry you'll fit in like it wasn't a problem for the school so I did my yeah it worked out so I did my master in only veggies and and yeah that's why I started to understand that my food was a part of an animal you know mm. I had this this uh, relation between my food and the suffering of the animals. So I, I found it in unnecessary. Like, why do we have to take the lives of thousands of animals in order to eat? Because science has proved, uh, not well, recently, that yes, we do need protein, but it can be from a plant-based source. So, yeah, that's when I decided to come to be a vegan or to shift to plant based. You know, and it's it's such a great role that you have, whether you're a person that's vegan plant or plant based and you can define the differences in just a moment. Um, they don't have necessarily a lot of, I think, resources for amazing recipes combinations in order to make that transition. Uh, I think a chef that does uh, a lot of different types of foods and says, okay, now I've got to take this vegetarian and kick it up because there will be people maybe that aren't familiar with vegan food and I want to win them over too. Um, and then also give the vegans some really cool foods, you know, that are, that are tasty, exciting, amazing textures and flavors and give that, share that with them as well. So yeah. that's, that's amazing. Yeah. I took all the recipes from, um, my childhood, my childhood and all the recipes that I recently do and just veganize them or make them vegetarian. And it wasn't difficult once you understand where you can take the protein out of the plant uh, world. You know, it's very easy. You just make the swap um, beans, um, uh, chickpeas, lentils, uh, all the seeds. That's your main source of protein. So it's very inexpensive. You know, there's a lot of myth, myth around vegan food that it's very expensive or only one part of the society can be able to do that kind of lifestyle. And it's the contrary. You know, how is going to be beans more expensive than meat? No way. No way. So no way, Jose. <laughs> Yeah, so I think that's only excuses, you know, to yeah. don't make this um, change. You can do it gradu gradually. You can start, <laughs> you know, Meatless Monday. That's an international movement that Paul McCartney started 
years ago. And it's very successful because he's not saying be vegan. He's just saying like, give meat a chance. Yeah, <laughs> to leave it out of your plate once mm -hmm. a week. Meatless Monday. So I think that's easy. And once you realize that you can do that and it's good and it's healthy and it has protein, well, maybe you can try it two times a week. And mm -hmm. you can do a big favor to animals, the environment, and of course your health. So that's that's another a great form of teaching that you do as you reach out. And I know the a, a huge passion that you have, Chef Natalia, is your passion for the sustainable food system, you're, I guess, an activist for that. Talk about that a little bit. Sure. Well, you know, we don't realize what do you need to produce one pound of meat? We just sit down and eat it and enjoy mm. it. I, I like to say this because people have to relate, you know, to the stories. And maybe they think that vegans don't like meat. We did like meat. <laughs> I did. I'm from the north part of Mexico. We do <laughs> carnes asadas every weekend, uh, you know, barbecues in the States. So it's part of my culture to eat meat. If you don't eat meat in, in Mexico, it's like you're not going to grow up healthy. <laughs> and yeah, this is a, a very strong idea. So you have to do this research and be responsible with your health and read um, good sources of information, you know? So one, I have my notes here because I wanted to talk about this, of course, that it takes more than 2,000 gallons of water to produce one pound of meat. 2,000 gallons, imagine. But it only takes just... 25 gallons of water to grow one pound of wheat. Mm. So, of course, it's more sustainable mm -hmm. to go uh, vegetarian or go vegan. You're going to be a more responsible human being. We need to be responsible. We need to be, you know, present in all our decisions because we do the decision three times a day. Mm. We have breakfast, lunch and dinner. What and about these, those snacks? <laughs> the snacks, of course. <laughs> but most of the snacks are, are vegetarian, I think. No yeah. chips. Yeah, there you go. Almonds, chocolate, um, cucumber. I don't know. But the thing is that we need to be present to be um, responsible every time we choose our plate uh, in the day. And I think we can make a big difference if we are present on every decision we take because the difference between being vegan and being plant-based it's that that you choose not to be part of the chain of exploitation of animals you know mm -hmm. animals are exploded in a lot of industries not only the food industry you know our our mm, ropa vestimenta mm -hmm clothes yep. Yep. has yep. to be not leather you know not leather not cheap um try to find sustainable um materials mm -hmm. um and then our our shoes our um, hats our gloves try to stay 
away from the animal skins. We don't need animal skin to be warm in winter. Now we know that it has been more than 2000 years has passed, right? Um, so now we can choose different and leave the animals alone because they do suffer. They do feel pain and they just want to live a happy life like we do. So in order to do that, we have to be present and take our garment and check the label and just read that it's not leather. You know, and it's going to be inexpensive, not as, as expensive as leather It's going to be more sustainable and it's going to be better for our planet. So a vegan is a person that doesn't um, choose nothing from animals, no dairy, no meat, no chicken, no fish, no nothing, no leather. The cars, you know, sometimes the cars have leather insides. No cars with that. So nothing to do with animal exploitation. The makeup, the makeup has to be cruelty-free and vegan, of course. Because, you know, makeup, sometimes, most of the times, they do tests on animals. Now in Mexico, we're trying to get rid of that um, cruelty uh, ways of testing uh, makeup on bunnies, you know, and, and rabbits. It's, it's very, very sad. So... So that's the difference. That's a vegan mm -hmm. and a plant-based uh, person. It's one that only eats um, natural foods, tries mm -hmm. to do this a diet that's only vegetables, fruits, legumes, uh, seeds, and tries to be away from the processed food. Not even beyond an impossible burger. So they try to stay away from that. They try to eat only natural foods. That's, I think that's the gold. That's super cool. And a vegan doesn't care a lot about um, only um, integral foods. You know, we can eat a burger of Beyond Meat, Impossible Burger. Of course we do. So a plant-based diet person tries to be super healthy in all the decisions he makes. So zero waste is another thing that develops out of being vegan because when you start to think, when your conscience, conscience opens up, you start to see everything <laughs> that's wrong in the world. I always say you won't go back. One mm -hmm. time you open your eyes, you won't go back to be, you know, just ignoring all the things that happen in our planet, you start to see more and more and you see this, all these documentaries on Netflix, you know, they're very <laughs> eye-opening. So I think that once you see those movies, you cannot go tomorrow to your same way of life. Mm. You start to do things. So zero waste, zero waste is a way of um, not throwing away things that you can use a second time. It's so simple, like maybe the potato peels mm -hmm. that we throw away, we can pop them in the oven and make potato chips, you know, mm -hmm. from the peels. But you have to be careful because the plant industry is not perfect. Nobody's perfect, right? So it's a lot of uh, pesticides mm. on food. On our mm -hmm. vegetables. So if you're going to do this to eat and, and um, take advantage of all the parts of the food and the vegetables, it has to be organic. Gotcha. 
because if not, you will eat all the pesticides and the chemicals and the, yeah. So it's a double, un arma de dos filos, no? <laughs> Uh, so you have a two-way street. <laughs> That's the expression. Yeah, gotcha. I bet you can't. If it's not organic, it's probably very difficult to get the pesticides off, even if you try to scrub it in the water. It's got to be something retained. I don't know. Well, yeah, you can do a lot of techniques. They say salt mm -hmm. takes rid of uh, a lot of pesticides and uh, baking soda. Okay. And baking soda. But they say baking soda changes the pH of the fruits and the vegetables. Oh. So you can uh, vinegar. Mm -hmm. um apple vinegar organic wow. that okay. can work too you can combine you can start and do something you know different um mm -hmm. to try to and if you're not going to eat those peels of, of carrots or potatoes or whatever mm -hmm. you're cooking in that day you can do a compost you know you can mm -hmm. take all your organic uh waste and put it in um compost and then you can use it then in the future to your for your plants you know that's the goal i think for all the people that we crave and we want to eat healthy to have our own um garden you know they can you can pick your own tomatoes and mm -hmm. onions and imagine all your greens man so you have you have such a big role um you know you as a as a vegan chef and then uh as a sustainable activist, you know, trying to help the environment so much, what would you say the biggest challenge you've had specifically in being involved in all of this? And how did you overcome it? Do you have a, a challenge that you had? Uh, yes, the word vegan on TV, mm -hmm. on national mm -hmm. TV, it's okay. very, they, they're very scared of using it still. You know, in other parts of the world, in the States and in England, and it's very popular, you know, it's very mm -hmm. cool. But here in Mexico, they're like, people won't like it. Like, no, they like their meat. They don't like to mm, sacrifice, you know, because it is a sacrifice. It is. Of course, in this, the first months, you will feel <laughs> you're being um, punished <laughs> because you're not eating the same way. Mm. And that's why in the TV Mm -hmm. ambiance vegan still like mm, a little bit just once a week yeah i don't i don't want to scare my public away <laughs> so yeah that's my big big challenge well you're a great spokesperson and and again when i've watched your shows it's like oh my gosh i'm glued to the screen and oh, very interesting and actually you know everything that you prepare chef is is amazing um your choice of ingredients uh, everything's so fresh and natural and the colors um, so let's talk a little bit about your food. I, I went uh, as a reference to you have a at Chef Natalia Delgado. You have a beautiful Instagram page. So right below your name, you have all these cool links. And you could you explain your link system? Because I was going through it and it covers a lot of different things, um, not just recipes, but kind of approach to foods, approach to life. Um, but you've got I, I know that there's some amazing recipe. You cover vegetables. Salad, soups, everything. I mean, so many different things, even how to make tortillas and yeah. <laughs> even even pan, bread. And you have a, a mother in there. You've got the madre. What do you, how do you say? Masa madre. You're doing that. And I'm thinking, what? Yeah, the you sourdough. Know? I love it. Yeah, because I have, yeah, that's kind of what I do a little bit. Yeah, oh. I love it. So so tell us about the links and what, why you build that system on your Instagram to help people out to understand your food and your technique. 
Yeah, that, you said it perfectly. That's why I, I try to help out people that want to be more healthier, you know, mm. to, to live more, more years, but in a healthier way. I, mm -hmm. I think nobody wants to live 100 years, but be sick. Mm -hmm. You want to live 100 years, but be healthy. Yes. In order to do that, you, be, you have to be responsible for your health. How? In your eating. Mm. Every day eating, every day cooking, you need to learn to cook. I think mm. that has to be something that we teach kids since very, very young age to cook themselves. Mm -hmm. A good meal, a nutritious meal, something is going to be your fuel because that's, that's food, your fuel. Mm -hmm. So if you're not healthy, you're not going to be able to develop your mission in this life. I think that's how important is, is food in life, Huge. right? If yeah. you're sick, if you're maybe depressed because you need fresh food, you need fiber, you know, mm -hmm. All human beings need fiber in order to be healthy, uh, to have a digestive system. That's our second brain to be mm -hmm. healthy. So you need to eat fiber. And it's very easy. It's very accessible. Eat oatmeal, you know, it's very cheap. So every day have a very good cup of oatmeal, put fresh fruit on it. Try to stay away from processed foods like white sugar, you know, that's, we all know about that. Try mm -hmm. to choose something that's not that processed. So brown sugar or uh, mascabado sugar or um, maybe organic um, maple syrup that's authentic. Mm -hmm. Or um, here in Mexico, we have agave. And I, see, mm -hmm. I think in the mm -hmm. States, you too. Yes. So... Try to choose that and, and try to educate your palate in order to appreciate the real flavors of the food, not the saltiness, not the sugar part or the greasy part, you know? Mm -hmm. When we eat something greasy, our palate, it's like, um, I don't know, stuck with the grease. So you can eat anything. That's right. You know, that they say that you can eat whatever food fried because it's going to be good. Because your palate, <laughs> your palate is mm, stuck with all this grease. If you choose to better a fats like olive oil, that's wonderful for your health. You know, you can eat olive oil one, two, three scoops a day, um, table scoops and on your salad or you can um, stir fry your vegetables in olive oil, you will do in a good choice. Mm -hmm. And yeah, they say like, oh yeah, olive oil, but it's more expensive. Yeah, but I think it's more expensive to have doctors in the future or to be, you know, not healthy. That is so true. So I think it's only matter of being responsible of our, mm. our decisions every day. And um, my Instagram... Mm -hmm. will make you feel that's very easy and it is i always try to do very very everyday foods like tacos mm -hmm. salads soups uh, whatever dish you think i can do it vegan and i can do it easier What's your approach to frijoles and rice as an accompaniment to a meal? Well, I try to always do a um, um, complete dish, like mm -hmm. with the protein, with the fiber, with the carbs. So I always choose one legume. 
right? So mm, maybe okay. chickpeas, beans, or lentils, or abas, you know, like faba beans. There's a world, you know, soybeans. It's uh, you can eat them too, like in a salad, or you can, for example, I do um, tacos that they're from uh, mushrooms. You know that tacos here in Mexico are very, very, very popular, of course. Mm. And this is make, uh, originally from pork. It's called, uh, I forgot the name. They're the red ones from pork. Al pastor, I, I remember. Al pastor tacos. This is the most common here in Mexico City, in the center part of the, of the country. So I made mushrooms, oyster mushroom pastor tacos. Mm. So wow. that's delicious. It's the same texture of, of uh, pork, same try trying to do the same texture like you kind to do this to the meat, you know, mm -hmm. in, in this case is the oyster mushroom. But that's not a complete meal. You need protein, more protein. Yes, oyster mushrooms has have protein, mm -hmm. but very, very little, little, like 2.3 grams for 100 grams. So... We need in, I think, 60 grams of protein. And I say I think because it depends if you're um, uh, jogging or you don't move all day or you're working, uh, doing stairs all, all day or you work out, you need more protein. For, in the average, like 60 grams of, of protein per day. Gotcha. Okay. So I always say, yes, have your delicious tacos, but eat a soup of beans or mm -hmm. eat a soup of lentils. Mm -hmm. And that will make you um, doing a, a smart decision. Now we need a little bit more fiber so you can have a small salad like lettuce, tomatoes, cucumbers, carrots. And there you can put a little bit of seeds like sesame seeds or pumpkin seeds or almonds, nuts, you know, in order to make it more nutritious. Mm -hmm. Just always try to make more nutritious every dish. To the taco, you can put some kale or some spinach or some arugula, something green. The deep greens are the most nutritious in the plant uh, world. In the small portion of plant greens, they give you a lot of nutrition. So they're like, you know, Popeye, Popeye. <laughs> I always you remember mean, Popeye. Popeye the sailor? Popeye the sailor, I yeah. Love him. He ate yeah. a lot of spinach. Yes, remember? he did. Can I do my Popeye impression for you? Oh, hi, really? Popeye the, hi, Popeye the sailor. Welcome to Natalia Nicocado. That's my best that shot. That was great. <laughs> I'll probably Very have good. to edit that. I want to congratulate you on some cool highlights in your life as a chef, you won recently, or not that long ago, 2020 winner of the Bien Premios, Best Chef of Healthy Foods. How did that come about? Did you uh, compete? Was that a competition? Or how did that work? Yes, it's a competition. And people vote online. Yeah, there were like at the beginning, 12 chefs, and then I think six, and then three, and then the people decided. And yeah, I feel very, very fortunate because I have a very big responsibility, you know, oh, man. <laughs> because I think you teach with your example, example. Uh, so now I'm like, oh, my God, I cannot drink uh, Coca-Cola anymore. Not even once a month. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> because I feel responsible, you know, like yeah. 
but yeah, I'm very, very proud of that. Uh, That's a beautiful award. Gold uh, first place, best chef of healthy foods. And, and it's, it's just amazing accomplishment. And I had a question as well on you uh, as a personal chef uh, with Spain's princess Maria Gabriela de Savoia. How did she find you? I found her, I think. <laughs> How did you find her? I mean, <laughs> well, when I was, I was studying in, in Florence, remember okay. 2015, yeah. doing my master. So one friend of mine asked me, like, you know what, Natalia, I know the husband of the daughter of a princess. Mm. And they are, they are looking for a um, summer chef. I was ready to come back to Mexico. I was done with my studies and I was like, oh my God, that sounds very big. What do I have to do? They're like, they have their own like summer house in Ibiza in Spain. Mm -hmm. So you have to go there for a month and live there in the house and cook for them and all the family. So that's the princess, that's the amazing. boyfriend of the princess, that Italian and the daughter, husband, the kids and all the guests they have. So mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I will try. Yeah, cool. But I ask, like, is she into healthy foods? Because now I only cook vegetarian. So we're like, yeah, they, they eat like that because they have this idea, like in the summer, you only need fresh food. So they love salads. They love grilled food and they love like only simple, very high quality ingredients. So mm -hmm. For me, it was very easy and we did a good, you know, combination. And I think um, it's important to listen to your client, what they like, what they, what they want to eat and mm -hmm. just do that. You know, like some chefs I have heard, like I cook for myself, like I, this is my way of cooking. If you don't like it, like some, I heard one chef once said, I don't have salt in the table, you know, salt. Because my um, my way of cooking is perfect, <laughs> you know. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. He said that that you don't have to modify my cooking. So I'm like, oh my god, no! I am all the contrary. I think I cook especially, 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 especially for uh -huh. the customer. The the I try to understand him if they have time. I try to talk to them before. Do you like garlic? Do you like spicy foods? Do you prefer the texture like this and that? And if they have time, I always talk to them and I try to please them, you know? Mm. So, yeah, now it's going to be six years that I go back to Ibiza and cook for Maria Gabriela de Saboya, the wow. princess. Yeah, wow. that's a crazy job, no? <laughs> no kidding. And do you get a chance to uh, check out the flamenco there? We went, my wife and I went to um, Barcelona and we love flamenco, Dan. We love yeah. the music in Spain. Of course. Cool. Yeah. yeah, when I was living in Barcelona, I went to the south to Seville and yeah, yeah, the source. So yeah, I love it. Yeah, the culture is wonderful. What's next for you? Where do you see yourself in the future? Well, I think I, I'm going to uh, keep on doing this, what I'm doing, trying to um, make easy this transition that I think everybody has to admit, at, at least acknowledge Mm -hmm. and give it a chance and trying to do it simple and tasty and delicious because we have this conception that healthy food is not tasty it's only salads and nobody wants to eat only salads you know it's it, it, it doesn't have to be a sacrifice you need to enjoy it 
and you will see these small changes in your health and you will like it. So you, you will come back to it, I think. So maybe I'll, I'll do a cookbook. Mm. Yeah, maybe I will do like um, an online teaching course, maybe now in English, now that I can, <laughs> that's my first time. And I, I <laughs> think it, I was going to say, if you could do a Zoom class, we'll get a bunch of, and a lot of chefs would love to take that class too, because uh, they don't I'm maybe happy. specialize in, in the vegan side and they're trying to develop recipes or excuse me, menus, you know, whether it's a hotel or a restaurant, et cetera, you'd be very helpful for them. I do swaps. Yeah. I go to the restaurants and I gave them advice on how mm -hmm. to swap your meat for something vegan, because now people ask for a vegan option in, in the restaurant. You need mm -hmm. to have at least one or two vegan options. So yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. Sometimes I do it uh, for free, like, um, uh, society, you know, human society part of, they asked for my help. And of course I go, or sometimes I design menus for restaurants mm -hmm. and yeah, I think that's, that's the way to go. Now the, the world is asking for these changes and these very, very small changes. They do big, um, um, impact in the world. They are very big. Sometimes we don't realize how mm -hmm. important our decisions are. And mm -hmm. I, I know I say, I said this in the podcast a lot, but you need to be aware of all of the decisions you make because the world cannot stand anymore. People that are just passing through, mm -hmm. you know, passing through life, passing through mm -hmm. this world, you need to pass through. And I think if you can help here and help there, and if you maybe don't want to go and protest outside of the bullfighting cool but you can be a pacifist in your plate on your table three times a day so i think that's very cool and you can take it to get a chance and and if you don't like it you can always um try different recipes and you can learn to cook because now in the quarantine I think everybody learned to cook, right? You, yep. You're like, oh my God, you, I don't know how to do a rice or a soup. So I think the human nature is changing. And now we're like, okay, now I, I can do a lunch for myself. Now, how would people, Chef, how would they reach out to you? Well, they can go to my Instagram profile. It's okay. very easy, Chef Natalia Delgado. And they can send me a message there. And I always respond. I'm very, very, I'm always on top of my messages. I love to answer all the questions. And I, I try to be present, you know, not a, be on Instagram, you know, and never respond. So that's the, what's the point to be there to the, for the people that are curious or want mm. to make this change. So, yeah, on my Instagram uh, in my YouTube okay. channel, you can see a lot of recipes. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I, I have a cooking book online, cooking book, but oh. it's in Spanish. I don't know. En español. Yo yes. necesito más práctica con español. Tú hablas muy bien español, pero ah. no sé por qué no hablas. Debería ser un podcast en español. Sí, sí. Un Ahora día. tú en español. Un día. Un día. <laughs> <laughs> un día más para ti. About us then. Okay. So, Chef Natalia Delgado, thank you so much for uh, gracing this uh, chef uh, special today. And again, I really appreciate your time. And I know you're busy in Mexico City and you, you do so much right now and you're helping the world. I really appreciate your time today again. So, thank you. Thank you for joining me.
No, it was great talking to you, Patrick. Thank you so much. Thank you to Eddie Garza that was the one to make this beautiful link. And please um, let me know if we can do something in the future together. Mother We're God. happy to collaborate. And to all your listeners, um, un beso, un abrazo. Ah, Natalia Delgado. Fantastic. Okay. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, Chef. So Thank you, Patrick. For all of you listening out there, Chef Special is part of the Believe Podcast Network. Check it out at believe.com. And follow me on Instagram at Patrick Honeywell. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.